I'm stumbling around in the dark and my heart is desolate and I'm like a desert land. It's like I'm falling into a pit. It's like my heart is failing. God, I need you to revive my soul. I need you to send revival waters into my spirit. I'm all dried up. I need life. I hope you're all doing well and enjoying your day. I hope that it's a productive one. Um, I hope that you have listened already to Authentic Worship Part 1 with uh, Dustin Breland. Um, And we're going to have Part 2 this Thursday, 6.15 on YouTube. It'll also be on Podbean and Apple Podcast as well. Uh, Please, please listen to Part 1 and then listen to Part 2 this Thursday. That'll complete our conversation for now on Authentic Worship. It is an incredibly important conversation, and you need to listen to it. That's all I'll say. You need to listen to it. It's desperately important. The most important conversation that I've had on the Business Podcast to date, hands down. So please go check that out. If you haven't listened to the part one yet, go ahead and watch it right now. Just pause this one. Go watch that one. Come back to this one later. Um... And then get ready for this Thursday. It's going to be amazing. Uh, Today we're going to be in Psalm 143. I've recently been going through the Psalms and Psalm 143 really stuck out to me personally. And I think it can be an encouragement to you guys as well. And um, as this prayer from David, and it is personal, it's gut-wrenching. And I think there's a lot of application for us. Psalm 143, starting in verse 1. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplications. In thy faithfulness answer me, and in thy righteousness. And enter not into judgment with thy servant, for in thy sight shall no man living be justified. David understands that we all deserve God's wrath. We all deserve God's judgment. He understands that everybody is under God's wrath. And that the only way to come before him is because of God's righteousness and his faithfulness. That he's asking God to listen because of his goodness and his faithfulness. Not because of David's personal goodness and faithfulness. But God's righteousness, his goodness, his faithfulness. And we know as New Testament believers that we come before God by the, by the blood of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. We come before the Father. And it is by his grace that we're able to come before him boldly, come before the, the throne of grace. And I thank God for that. But understanding that it's not us. We're not inherently good. Like we deserve God's wrath and judgment. But by his grace and his mercy, we can talk to God. And when we come before God, we have to understand we're talking to the creator of the universe. And it is by his grace that we're able to talk to him, to come before him with our prayers. Verse three, for the enemy hath persecuted my soul. He hath smitten my life down to the ground. He hath made me to dwell in darkness as those that have been long dead. Therefore is my spirit overwhelmed within me. My heart within me is desolate. Wow. Once again, these incredible, incredible strong words. It talks about the enemy persecuting his soul. That he feels like 
He's been smitten down into the, into the ground and he feels like someone who's been dead for a long time. That their heart is desolate. I don't know about you, but unless we're abiding in Christ, unless we are walking in the Spirit, then we're walking desolate. We're walking in darkness. We're walking as someone who's been long dead. The enemy. The enemy. David here might be talking very much of a literal enemy surrounding him. But I know that our flesh, our sin nature, I know the devil, wants us to not walk in the Spirit. Wants us not to abide in Christ. And it can feel like you're in darkness. It can feel like you've been long dead. It can feel like your heart is just desolate. And that's because we're not abiding in him. It's because we're not dwelling in his presence. And if you're a true believer, you know you can't stay there. You know you cannot stay in a place that is desolate and barren. He says in verse 5, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all thy works. I muse on the work of thy hands. He's remembering what God has done in the past. He's looking back at probably the the Torah and looking at, at God's handiwork, his majesty, his glory. And he's musing on that. Wow, look at all these things that God has done and And all these things that he knows about God. But then he says this in verse 6. I stretch forth my hands unto thee. My soul thirsteth after thee. As a thirsty land. See, he talks about this knowledge. of I've seen what God's done in the past. I understand theology. I understand these stories. But I'm thirsty for God. I'm reaching out for God. I'm pursuing his presence. I'm pursuing God. And it's like I it's like there's been a long drought and I need the rain to come. I'm all dried up and I need the rain to come. This is the analogy. This is the picture that David is painting. My heart is desolate. I feel like I've been long dead. I need new life. I'm like this dry ground that needs water. That's his thirsting. That's his reaching forward. This is how desperately he's saying he needs God. I'm dead. I'm desolate. I'm dried up. And I need him. I need him now. Verse 7, hear me speedily, O Lord. My spirit faileth. Hide not thy face from me, lest I be like unto them that go down into the pit. Once again, he paints this picture of, of being like someone thrown into a pit. 
someone whose heart is failing. So he's saying, God, I, I don't have time. I feel like, I feel like my time is short. I feel like I'm falling into a pit, like my heart is failing, so send your rain. Revive my soul. Verse 8. Cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning. For in thee do I trust. Cause me to know the way wherein I should walk. For I lift up my soul unto thee. What a beautiful verse in this chapter. Every morning I want to hear God's loving kindness. Every morning I want to rise putting my trust in him. I want him to guide my steps. So this is what he's calling for. This is what he's praying. God, I'm praying to you. I'm reaching out to you, not because I'm good, but because you're good. And I'm, I'm stumbling around in the dark and my heart is desolate and I'm like a desert land. It's like I'm falling into a pit. It, 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 it's like my heart is failing. God, I need you to revive my soul. I need you to send revival waters into my spirit. I'm all dried up. I need life. And he describes that as every morning hearing God's loving kindness every day trusting leaning resting in him every day lifting up our soul unto God verse 9 deliver me O Lord from mine enemies I flee unto thee to hide me He's asking to find shelter in him, to hide me from mine enemies. And I don't know about you, but there's so many idols among us. There's so many distractions around us, not just innocent distractions, things that are pulling us away from dwelling in him, things that are pulling away from us being consumed by him, things that are preventing us from dwelling in him. And he's saying, God, hide me from those distractions. Hide me from the enemy. Hide me from the sin. Hide me from the devil. Hide me from my flesh. Hide me from the world. Hide me from these things. I want to be consumed by you. I want you to be my vision alone. I'm so dry. I need your presence. I need to come before you. I need to be consumed by you. I need your everything. Please, God, please hide me. Hide me. This is so... Desperately important, this prayer is so rich and so deep. Hide me. Verse 10, teach me to do thy will. You see, we don't do God's will just because one day we feel like it. We need him to teach us to do his will. This is an internal work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Teach me to do thy will, O God. Hide me in you and teach me to do thy will. For thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. We need him to teach us. We need him to lead us. We need him to revive our spirits. Quicken me, O Lord, 
once again quicken me. That means to come awake, to, to revive. Revive me, O Lord. For thy name's sake, for thy righteousness' sake, bring my soul out of trouble. Once again, he's saying, God, not because I'm worthy, not because I'm good, but because you're good, because you deserve all the glory, because you deserve all the praise, because you are everything. You are all that I need, God. Please do it for your name. Do it for your name's sake. Do it for your goodness. Revive my heart, not for me, for you. Oftentimes we're coming before God selfishly, and David is here very much saying, God, don't do it because I need it. Do it, God, because you are righteous. Do it because you deserve the glory. Do it because you're good. And he finishes the psalm by saying, And of thy mercy cut off mine enemies and destroy all them that afflict my soul, for I am thy servant. And it's by the saving grace of Jesus Christ that we can become his servants. But there's distractions, there's idols, there's our own foolish and wicked heart. God, destroy it. Destroy the sin inside of me. Destroy the distractions that are around about me. Hide me in you and bring your rain. Send your rain. Because I'm all dried up. This is such a powerful prayer. And this has rang true in my life. Where I want God to be my everything. I need him. I want to be like a like thirsty ground that just soaks up every drop. I want to be hidden in him. And God to cut off all my enemies, all my distractions, all my idols, all my sin. Destroy it. And draw me closer into you to teach me to lead me. May we be led of God this week. May we dwell in his presence as he continues to sanctify our lives through the power of the Holy Spirit, by his grace, through the blood of Jesus Christ. The gospel that saves is the gospel that sanctifies, and I praise God for that. Rest in Christ. Pursue Christ, because he is good. He is worthy. Subscribe, like, share, tune in Thursday, 6.15. Don't miss it. Thanks for tuning in.